You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, the UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carl Stebbings and Simon Walthorton. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 30 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings and with me in my garden studio is my co-host Simon Walthorton. Hello, Simon. Hello, Carlos, and what a lovely day. Isn't it For just, September. It's really September nice. now. We are in September, but it's still really, it's still nice and mild. Yes, I'm hoping, uh, well, normally uh, September's uh, in the UK are pretty uh, nice. Uh, we get the uh, a few um, weeks of nice uh, weather, and sometimes in the first week in October is um, this weather. We're going to, we can't complain because we're drawn to the close on the air show season circuit. And uh, it's quite sort of sad, because um, we're going to have to wait till next year um, for the next season. But um, we've got a lot to talk about. Um, we've got Air Force One over here. Yeah, we have. We've got Air Force One and Air Force Two. Yes. We've got um, both of them. Yes. Um, for you, those of you who don't know Air Force Two, that is um, a 757 yeah. uh, conversion, which is, what is it? Is it you did tell me, wasn't it? Yeah, the um, the Air Force Two is classed as uh, a C thirty two, and um, that's uh, a specially configured seven five seven two hundred. Yes, uh, which is used by the vice president. Yes, and uh, that flew into uh, Fairford uh, last night along with Air Force One. Uh, we'll be talking about that more later in the show. We will. Yeah. So we thought we'd bring you this episode then, uh, as uh, we didn't want to uh, leave it too long between episodes, because we, we did leave the last episode, 29, <coughs> a, bit, uh, a bit long, didn't we? Yes, we, we did, yeah. Um, today, it's the 4th of September, it's Thursday, and it's quarter to 11 in the morning. Yes. It's nice quarter, and early. Yeah, and I'm just enjoying it out here, because um, I've got a, lo- a lovely cup of tea, I'm in the best <laughs> company that I could ever wish for, or just about, anyway. But Simon, just, just tell our listeners uh, what, what exactly uh, we, we're eating here. <laughs> You've took the words out of my mouth. I saw, well, I've had mine. You haven't had yours yet. And Carlos has got the privilege of the first mince pie of 2014. Um, so it can only mean one thing, what's fast approaching. The shops have started to uh, stock the chocolates and um, everything has started to um, appear. We'll have to get the uh, Christmas jingles ready soon for the oh, show, Simon. We will. Oh, blimey. Because <laughs> that, that, that was our infancy when we done our first uh, show at Christmas time. It was, it was. So it'll be emotional uh, to be uh, still going after a year. Yes, yeah. Be good. We'll uh, but celebrate we've got, that one. But we've got many, many, many more years to go. So <laughs> we're not going anywhere. We're, go- we're here to stay. Yeah. Um, not like some people. We're not short term. We are long term. We are. The doorbell just rang there. The doorbell. It never rains, but oh. it pours in this household. Do you know what? We either get phone calls. We- <laughs> uh, we've got the phone ringing earlier. We've had that before we came on air. Now we've got the doorbell. But uh, I, just, I think I just, uh, I just hope my wife can get the door uh, there <laughs> because I think that's uh, probably UPS or some uh, delivery service trying to deliver something. Do you want? Do you want me to just carry on uh, chatting and have a quick look to see who's at the door? Yeah, I'll. Uh, you carry on chatting and I'll go and get the door. Uh, yes. Okay. Um, as I was saying, uh, we've got Air Force One and uh, a few other things uh, to talk about in the show. Also, uh, we've had the Canadian uh, Lancaster, which has actually um, been grounded for a few days. Or say a few days, about a week. Um, and one of our main correspondents, David Harris, has been keeping me up to date with uh, a lot of the um, information uh, regarding Air Force One and the 757 uh, into Fairford. And obviously, we've got an Osprey as well, um, which they use um, in the olive green. Um, I've put some pictures of that on our Facebook um, podcasting site page. 
Um, you will see them. And also of the um, the other helicopters they use, which are normally shipped over in the Globemaster C-17. <clears throat> so, um, yes, uh, there is... Um, a lot to talk about, and uh, welcome back. I'm back, Simon, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, I've just been uh, saying about the Osprey, um, which has come over um, in the olive green, uh, which is uh, Obama's, and uh, the helicopters um, coming over. And normally, uh, you did say they come over on the C-17 Globemaster. I, uh, I think they bring a lot of the equipment over on a C-17 Globemaster, because <clears throat> uh, a lot of bits and pieces they can fold down and, uh, and, and load onto the C-17. Yes, which is um, one of the handy things with the uh, helicopters, because uh, the blades can be folded up, and uh, that is uh, one way of uh, manoeuvring them around the world as, uh, as needed. Yes, that is. So, Simon, right, we uh, better get on with this show, Yes, we? Uh, it's, it's quite an exciting show, because um, we've also got a formation uh, flypast for this uh, NATO summit in Wales. Um, I've got a list of the aircraft that are in that. The Reds are right at the back, as usual, um, which we uh, enjoy. And there's loads of uh, NATO aircraft in the flypast, which I wouldn't mind seeing. I think that's tomorrow that that's happening. But let's get on with it, shall we? Yeah, start the show as we always do then with uh, our rundown of the weekly news. Last week's the, uh, over the last few days, news and bits and pieces from around the world. And uh, Simon, if you're ready to start, the sun's just gone in behind a cloud. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. I'd, I'd, I wouldn't mind it being uh, a little um, uh, less cloudy because um, we can watch the aircraft as we, uh, as we uh, do this podcast live exactly. from your garden. Right, so let's kick off with the news, yeah. Simon. Are you let's, ready? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. So first piece of weekly news then is on the Edinburgh Evening News site. And this one is uh, regarding airport drop-off charges, something we've covered before, Simon. Yes, I'll tell you, a lot of these, uh, these are going to keep popping up, uh, Carlos. Um, and it's good to talk about these because um, I just think it's another way of making money. Um, the, the days have gone now where you could go in a car park for a certain amount of time and just stay there for free. Mm. But now, I don't even know what... Um, what has Norwich Airport got? Uh, what do you get there now? Is it five minutes? I think you get five minutes It used to be uh, free. It used there, to be ten yeah. minutes, yeah. didn't it? Um, um, the charges have gone up here, and um, I think it's just uh, ridiculous, because some people are collecting uh, the relatives, mm. aren't they? And uh, other people are just dropping off. And to drop off and charge people just for turn off relatives just to say goodbye money is tight at the moment yeah and i think it's getting a bit um extortionate so drop me. off charges then at edinburgh airport are set to triple to three pounds for a 10 minute stay pick up of the controversial fees dubbed as kiss and fly tax will mean that drivers are going to be forced to pay at least three pound if they take longer than five minutes to deliver passengers <clears> to the terminal under current uh, under the current system, the airport uh, charges one pounds for waiting ten minutes and five pounds thereafter. But from uh, this Monday, uh, which just just we've just passed, uh, the new pricing structure will see motorists charged a pounds uh, pound for five minutes and three pounds for ten minutes, and then five pounds after that. 
The move has frustrated taxi drivers and prompted concerns that an elderly and infirm travellers who may be slower and less mobile will be the hardest hit by the fees that were branded outrageous when Virtus introduced uh, four years ago. Cabbies have also warned that extra costs couldn't discourage them from accepting airport fares. But airport bosses uh, insist that only a small number of passengers would be affected by the adjustment that is designed to reduce congestion. So there we go, Simon. If you see the uh, the sticker on the picture on in the front yes, of us, yes. I mean, naught to sixty minutes, seven quid. That's a that's a lot of money. When you when you think you can uh, park a car at Stansted uh, for a week, for sort of round about sort of forty pounds uh, for seven days. But um, but even pound for for naught to ten minutes. If you're there just a minute, it's costing you a pound. Mm. Perhaps if they if they are offering a lot of valet parking service with. Uh, <laughs> Your own butler, you wouldn't mind paying that well, price. In America, they're a bit more uh, lenient, aren't they? And um, uh, you do get drop off time, which is good. They've got parking attendants at all the airports, um, they do give tickets out. But um, I just think it's another way of making money. All the airports, local airports, seem as though they've got another little way of earning a little bit extra money, whether mm. that's, um, uh, you know, to. Uh, like Norwich Airport, they've got their sort of uh, charge passenger tax, haven't they, uh, yeah, when yeah. you uh, leave. But I just think it's getting a bit a bit crazy. So next piece of news on the Silicon Republic site, this one. And uh, Ryanair heralds the new era of ease with updated um, uh, software to their mobile app. So low-cost fares airline Ryanair has made it easy to book flights and choose seats via smartphones with a new update to its iPhone and Android app. The new app uh, is going to allow people to create uh, a My Ryanair profile, which they can then use to select flights from uh, 1006 routes, book their flights, choose allocated seats, and manage their bookings uh, all via the smart uh, smartphone app. They can also add baggage and book hotels and cars and uh, download the mobile boarding passes to their smartphones as well. The app's also going to provide uh, live flight information and will allow customers uh, to avail the airline's new Business Plus service, which we featured on episode 29. Um, The company's been investing uh, heavily in its digital strategy over the past year, and in April it uh, announced 200 new digital jobs at its head office near Dublin Airport. The company recently began describing itself as a technology company with an airline bolted on. Ryanair's digital future has involved uh, a lot of online initiatives with uh, search giant Google and in recent weeks revealed it now accepts payments through PayPal, something we as well covered on episode 29. Uh, And in July, the uh, company launched its uh, mobile app, uh, which is, uh, as we said, is going to allow customers to manage their bookings uh, online. So everything's moving to mobile phones. It now, is, uh, yes, is, uh, um, it's good. It is a very it good. Makes things uh, a lot easier. It, uh, it does. Uh, most people, um, or most, uh, a lot of uh, older people. Um, I know my mum. Uh, she has a, a mobile phone. I've bought uh, three phones so far. Um, but so, some uh, older people, no offence to anybody, can't, cannot get the um, use or cannot get the head around all the um, technology of, <laughs> yeah. um, of today um, because they've been used to um, just not having this. Um, but uh, as we move into the sort of uh, each year, um, the technology just gets better and better. And uh, most airlines, you're going to be uh, 
checking in on your phone before long on every um, every line. It's you, good. You can see good that um, rather than having your paper e-ticket, um, which you're still going to have to have a lot of the time. But um, you can see this um, is uh, what's happening. So um, it is good. And uh, it's obviously a, you have to watch your uh, mobile charges as well, aren't you? Simon? Yes, you have uh, on your uh, plan. If you're if you're using the app while you're out and about. Uh, out of your home where most people these days have Wi-Fi yes uh, you obviously got to watch your uh, data charges yes. on your phone and also uh, make sure that uh, you are completely charged up with your phone and you are in a signal area when you get to the airport uh, most airports do have uh, Wi-Fi but just make sure that everything is uh, charged up and uh, that you do have a signal uh, to do this so moving on then, the Sunday Times <coughs> site, this one, and um, something we've covered a few times before. Mm. And I'm found, excited about this. found this one earlier. This is quite an interesting story, actually. Um, Ryanair are, uh, may be looking to use Airbus aircraft on routes to America. Ryanair may break its exclusive tie-up with Boeing uh, by ordering Airbus jets to start transatlantic flights. The Irish carrier, which is developing plans for a low-cost service between Europe and America, said it would fly either the Airbus A350 or Boeing 787 Dreamliner, connecting airports such as Dublin, Stansted and Milan with Newark, JFK and Boston. It currently has a fleet of around 300 Boeing 737-800s with 180 of the aircraft on order. The plan, which is uh, at least three years away, could see the launch of a new transatlantic brand and would feature separate premium seating, says Ryanair's chief marketing officer, Kenny Jacobs. The budget carrier Norwegian last month launched £150 flights to New York from Gatwick, although Ryanair boss Michael O'Leary has pledged to undercut rivals' prices. And he said that the service would need between 30 and 50 aircraft. So, Simon, blimey, watch this space then. Yeah, yes. We could, uh, could um, have uh, Ryanair Airbus. Yeah, it says um could take three years, but he's got to uh, really get his um, get things uh, moving uh, quite quickly here because um, a lot of these airlines are doing this. Um, uh, the Norwegian carriers are already doing it. Um, so I would say this is uh, it'll be sooner rather than later. Um, but he needs 30 to 50 aircraft, so um, that'd be nice to have a mixture of the A350 and the Dreamliner, I think, because it'd be the 900 version, I would imagine, that mm. they'll use. Mm. So, um, but hey, hey-ho, uh, what about that? Um, flights from Stansted to the US. That would be so cool. Oh, I brilliant. would be using it because you'd brilliant. be home in next to no time. I know I use um, Norwich um, as a sort of connecting place to uh, Amsterdam, Schiphol, uh, going to America, but... Um, Stan said that'd be good, and if he can get the flights at the right price, um, which I'm sure they will, and uh, you can eradicate some of these other sort of um, typical charges that you normally get, um, I think uh, the flight uh, would be uh, fairly cheap. It'd be good to see. It'd be, mm. it'd be interesting yeah. to see a Ryanair logo on uh, on an Airbus 350. Yes, or a Dreamliner. Or a Dreamliner, yeah. Or a Dreamliner. Yeah, so um, watch this space, because um, Carlos, Carlos will... Uh, uh, us updated on this uh, 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 development story. We will do. Definitely keep you updated and we'll follow that one closely. Yes. So, live travel news then. This one is something that a lot of the uh, podcasts that I listen to um, have picked up on over the last uh, week. Um, it's an incident that happened uh, a, a, little, a little while, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was. <coughs> 
and it's the use of a controversial um um what should we say uh controversial uh, uh adaption to a uh, seat that you can buy from uh, many different websites online and it's a 16 euro <coughs> gadget so it's a probably around about 10 12 quid simon 16 yeah, euros yeah. <coughs> and uh you can buy this gadget that will um clip onto uh, the round the back of the uh, seat in front of you on and mm-hmm. half with reclining seats and it will stop uh, the person in front of you from reclining their seat back um which obviously does annoy some people uh uh, it's uh, a device called the Knee Defender, uh, which boasts the motto, standing up for the right of the tall guy to sit down. Simon, you're yeah. tall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, the use of this uh, particular um, item sparked an air rage incident on board a United Airlines flight in America um, just over a week ago. A 48-year-old female passenger who was unable to recline her seat dumped a glass of water over a passenger <laughs> who was using the gadget. The male passenger who was seated behind her refused to remove the portable device which can be attached to a seat back table to prevent the passenger in front from leaning backwards. Both passengers were thrown off the flight when a mid-hour row ensued, forcing the flight which was bound for Denver, Colorado from Newark, New Jersey to divert to Chicago. While the device is uh, legal in Ireland, it has not sparked any air rage this side of the pond. Uh, the Irish Aviation Authority have said. But that doesn't mean the devices are welcome either. Uh, a spokesman for Aer Lingus said it's considering the situation but hasn't banned the device yet, although passengers are entitled to their comfort and have the right to recline if they choose. Ryanair, on, on the other hand, uh, as I know, um, most people know as well, they don't have seats which recline and uh, they have no intention of fitting them to in the future. Uh, but a spokesman for American Airlines, which has banned the anti-recline device on its daily flights um, from Dublin to the US, um, has said it's a shame when passengers take umbrage against fellow passengers when it's a question of using manners. He added that the etiquette also applies when passengers vie for armrest <coughs> space with fellow passengers as well. The air rage incident has now sparked a heated debate in the US where most major airlines have now banned the device. The device is dubbed a special favourite to all tall, frequent flyers and described as being an ingenious uh, as well as devious by luxury travel magazine Cond Nas Traveller. The simple plastic device, which retails online uh, for around uh, $21.95, uh, has been on the market since 2003 but only recently came to prominence. It was the brainchild of former U.S. Congress staff member Ira Goodman, who stands at six foot three inches. So, is that one? Is something you knew about Simon? Uh, is that no, new to you? No, uh, I didn't know about this, Carlos. And, uh, I must admit, um, I think uh, with this, um, I think it should be banned on aircraft because you're taking away um, other people's comfort as well as your own um, with this, and you're controlling part of the aircraft. Um, uh, which I know you can do anyway, reclining your seats, but um, you're um, not respecting other passengers uh, using this. And I know when you're having your in-flight meals or when you're taking off and landing, you've obviously got your seats upright anyway because the uh, attendants um, uh, normally come around uh, for meal times, don't they? And uh, tell everybody to put their seats in the upright position for um, mm. for for meal times. So. Um, I don't agree with that at all, and I think it should be banned on all uh, aircraft. What, what about you? 
Yeah, I, we, we've all been there in economy when uh, we've had an air, aircraft with reclining seats and the person in front has put theirs back. It is annoying, um, but is. we've all got reclining <coughs> seats. Yes. Um, you know, if you're, if you're in an aircraft which has an economy section with all reclining seats, we, we, we can all put the seats back. Um, I think you do have to have a bit of respect for the person sitting behind you. Um, who may have their table down with um, a, a bottle of uh, Merlot red wine? <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, you know, we pay we pay premium for these seats. You know, we should be allowed to uh, to recline them. Yes, definitely. So moving on, then next piece of news uh, from the uh, Pirate FM site, and this is Cornwall news from down down south in the UK. Uh, this is regarding a flyby uh, aircraft and a propeller that stopped on a flight from Newquay Airport. So a passenger has uh, reported that the moment he looked out of the window of a plane after taking off from Newquay and realised the propeller had stopped. Flyby admits the aircraft suffered a technical issue over the weekend and the flight had to make an unscheduled landing at the Cornish base. Musician Grant Nelson was among around the 70 people on board the service to Manchester from Newquay. And uh, he wrote online that around about 10 minutes into the flight, there was a pop and a mad rubbing sound from the left engine of the twin propeller aircraft. And a few minutes after, they lost the left engine, and it stopped at around about 10,000 feet up. Everyone on the plane held it together <coughs> well. There was no panicking, uh, although there was lots of holding hands and people frantically texting what I assume was to their friends and family. The aircraft circled for around about 30 minutes, and uh, landed back safely in Cornwall without anyone uh, getting hurt at all. And the usual emergency crews were scrambled at the airport at Newquay when it returned to base. A spokesperson for Flybe insisted that it was not an emergency landing, uh, adding that Flybe can confirm that the above flight from Newquay to Manchester returned airborne uh, shortly after takeoff as a result of a technical issue with the aircraft. And once on stand, all 68 passengers disembarked as normal. That aircraft, Simon, that's... Um, the Dash Q400. Dash Q400, that's it, yeah. yeah. Um, Bombardier. Um, but the uh, if you go on YouTube, you can actually... Uh, I, there is other ones of, uh, uh, not just Flyby, but this uh, model of aircraft. And um, it is quite, I say not common, but it does happen. And um, most aircraft, I say most aircraft, all aircraft, um, if they lose an engine... They, uh, unless they're a Cessna, which would just have a single engine uh, or a single engined aircraft, uh, can fly on one engine. Because um, uh, if you can remember, cast your mind back to the uh, Thompson 252 um, bird strike. Uh, now, that was many years ago, a YouTube video that yes, we've all seen. Yes. Um, now, that one, he uh, took off and he, he uh, proceeded uh, to take off. Uh, as normal and then had a bird strike and uh, returned to the base on one engine um, it is a little bit hard to control um, because of uh, losing an engine but it's still possible to take off and land no matter what mm. so um, people shouldn't really be alarmed although anybody who's on that aircraft can see a prop or an engine shut down um, in sort of just into your flight you would be concerned so um, but um, the pilots are trained for this, and uh, also uh, it is it is sort of one of the things that they train for in an emergency to take the aircraft and uh, return it to base uh, to get that um, sort of engine and prop uh, fixed, uh, ready to fly again. Mm. So a good outcome from that one. Yes, so nothing yes. to worry about. No. 
So moving on then, the Travel Mole site then. <coughs> uh, t- a small bit of news, this one. Yep. Um, something we talk about quite frequently on the show. Uh, and this is uh, about uh, BA, or Airways, and Air Baltic launching a code share. So BA customers are now able to book flights on Air Baltic under a new code share agreement. Air Baltic operates 10 weekly services from Gatwick to the Latvian capital of Riga in the season and seven throughout the winter. The code share flights which operate from Gatwick South Terminal will open up BA's network to Latvian customers and enable BA customers to earn Avios points when flying to and from Riga. Bookings can be made from uh, this week uh, from uh, for travel from the 23rd of September. So another code share agreement then for, uh, with BA uh, from Air Baltic. Not a hugely well-known airline. No, uh, Air Baltic, but a lot but, of um, a lot of these airlines are on uh, code shares, aren't they? and so uh, <coughs> it is uh, uh, quite common. So moving on, Travel Mall again on the Travel Mall site. This one is uh, uh, about another airline removing its first-class uh, seating compartment from its fleet. So Chinese uh, airline, China United Airlines. Uh, has said it will completely remove all first-class seating from its fleet by the end of uh, this month. Uh, The cost-cutting move is to make the carrier more competitive over the next uh, three to five years, said Deputy Manager Wu Gang. Current first-class cabin space will be adapted to business-class seats, and passengers who have tickets booked in first-class seats can apply for a full refund, the analyst said. Austerity uh, measures and an anti-corruption crackdown announced by the Chinese government have dampened demand for first-class seats for government officials and executives of state-run companies. Now the consumption of first-class seats is considered hemp, said Kiki of the China Air Transport Association. State-run telecom companies such as China Mobile, China Telecom and China Unicom were ordered recently to close down their VIP lounges in airports to cut costs. Um, so there's another airline then getting rid of the first class. A lot of, uh, quite a few airlines we've seen over the last uh, few months have, have started to phase out first class, Simon. Yes, and um, a lot of airlines also um, are getting uh, more premium economy seats uh, put into their aircraft and uh, just withdrawing uh, normal economy. But I think we'll uh, see uh, normal economy round for a few years just yet. But um, the uh, premium economy uh, looks the way to go because you just get that little bit extra pitch, uh, which I've flown on Virgin Atlantic and United, so um, and uh, other airlines are doing the same. Uh, and I don't mind uh, premium economy. I'm no snob. I can't afford the. Uh, <laughs> I cannot afford I don't think these. Many of us can afford afford uh, these ridiculous um, prices of uh, five to ten thousand pounds for a uh, one-way uh, ticket or seat um, uh, worldwide. So. But if we have always said to our listeners before in the past, Simon, get when you get to the airport, ask for an upgrade. Yes, and uh, dress suitably, because um, uh, <laughs> uh, Carla and I've uh, done it. I've done it uh, with Gemma. Have done it many a times, and yeah. I've done it as well with my uh, mother. And um, it does um, it does work. It pays you to ask. If you don't ask, you, you don't know, <laughs> and you don't get. So please ask. Please ask. Uh, exactly. Yeah. But uh, so yes, next piece of news then, um, Mail Online and um, Ryanair is snubbed as budget eject edges into the list of the world's top 10 airlines and British Airways steals the number one spot. So British Airways has been named the top short haul and long haul holiday airline in the world based on a recent poll of travellers. 
The London-based airline claimed a top gong at uh, the Condé Nast Travellers 17th Annual Reader's Travel Awards Ceremony in Soho on Monday night. It edged out Turkish Airlines and Lufthansa in the short-haul category while beating um, Virgin Atlantic and Emirates as the best long-haul airline. In the never-ending battle of budget airlines, Ryanair failed to crack any of the top ten lists uh, despite continued efforts to revamp its image. It was one-upped by Royal EasyJet, which came in tenth on the list of the best short-haul holiday airlines. Condé Nast Traveller readers voted for their favourites in a number of categories, from the best business hotels and best spas to the top four uh, tour operators and cruise lines. For the fourth consecutive year, readers uh, voted London as their favourite UK city, followed by Edinburgh, Bath, York and Brighton. So uh, we've got there in front of us then, Simon, the te- uh, top ten short-haul airlines and the top ten long-haul airlines. So uh, now I'm um, looking at this. Um, I'm looking at this list, and um, that I would change considerably. How about you? Shall we just let's just give the uh, listeners a quick run through of this? We need music, don't we? Yeah, we do. We're on the uh, top of the, top of the pops um, uh, um, uh, music for the uh, top ten rundown. But Pip has already done that in uh, his uh, segment on our last show. He used the uh, the uh, music for that on his segment, yeah. so we can't we can't do that. So so the top ten short haul airlines, Simon. In at number ten, it's uh, EasyJet. Uh, the, it's the orange and white uh, aircraft logoed plane. And at number nine, it's uh, SAS or Scandinavian Air Services. Yes, um, an airline I've used many years ago. Um, the 757 uh, uh, sort of hauler, um, Monarch Airlines. In at number eight, that one, yeah. And number seven uh, is Jet 2, our Manchester-based uh, And they the are UK. silver and red uh, logos that yep. they have. Um, in at number six, um, it's uh, just across the uh, channel from us, um, is Air France. And uh, at number five, it's uh, Ryanair's best friend, uh, Aer Lingus. Yes. Um, and uh, in at number four, um, it's Swiss International Airlines. Now, I think this is a sort of a, a lead-on from Swiss Air, um, who used to fly, which I think still fly some aircraft um, and are still up and running somewhere. And uh, at number three, it's the uh, German carrier Lufthansa. Yes. Um, there are the uh, blue and yellow logo tails and uh, aircraft. Very um, popular airline. Yes. In at number two, it's uh, the Turkish Airlines, um, which is a short haul. And at number one, as we said, uh, for best uh, short haul airline is BA, British Airways. Yes. Now, I, c- I can't, um, I can't uh, say that this um, listing here is... Um, true to my liking um we're now going to give you the top 10 long-haul airlines as well um so uh you're going to start us at number I'll 10 start us at number 10 okay so at nine for the top long-haul airlines is our friends across the uh across the the, the north Engl- sea english, english channel. channel yes uh it's air france yes uh at number nine it's uh thai airways um the thai based air uh, use a lot of 747 400s and uh, number eight, uh, quite a well-known and popular airline, Cathay Pacific, with uh, the uh, green and uh, white, uh, and air. sort of uh, duck egg blue um, as well. A lovely, um, uh, lovely airline. Yes. Yeah. Um, number seven 
It's uh, uh, the Kiwis, uh, Air New Zealand. Um, they A lot of these airlines are still using the 747-400, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are. And at number six, uh, an airline I flew with in January, Qatar Airways. Yes, um, they're an airline I've yet to fly with. They have the uh, Sphinx on the uh, tail. Yes. Um, so at number five, it's Etihad uh, Airways, um, which is another airline I've uh, yet to fly on. And at number four... It's uh, one of uh, Simon's favourites, Singapore Airlines. Yes, and uh, we've talked about this in the past, and I think Carlos will near enough agree with me that this should be in the number one spot. Oh, I don't know. I don't have know. you have you flown them? No, I haven't, but I've flown the next one at number three. <laughs> really? <laughs> but, uh, is it your turn now? Or is that no, it's your, your <laughs> turn. turn. We're getting, uh, to, we're getting <laughs> so excited about this. So, so at number three then, it's uh, Emirates, uh, who I've flown with a few times now. Uh, I think they should be number one. <laughs> um, this is another uh, favourite airline of mine. Um, um, I suppose uh, I've got three favourites. Um, Virgin Atlantic. Um, they've got some superb aircraft and uh, their aircraft are being uh, upgraded and they've had some fabulous names for their aircraft, all to do um, with music and, um, and other uh, names of their uh, sort of the Scarlet Lady, the Tinkerbell, the Tubular Bell. Um, which are music band ones. Yeah, so this one should be. Um, I think this one can stay where it is, number two for Virgin Atlantic. And at number one again, it's BA, British Airways. Yes. So there we go. Yes, um, so I think that's number one to be taken for Singapore, Virgin Atlantic number two, Emirates number three. And um, then you can sort out the rest of the uh, ones after that. But I think, um, I think perhaps Simon, I think do you know what? we should um, for one of our upcoming shows do a re uh, sorry a reader a listeners uh, top ten of their uh, favourite aircraft. Yes, and uh, put our own uh, plane talking UK list of um, so favourite. If we shows. save these lists hmm. and then perhaps have a vote, we could have our own UK podcast. Top five or top ten. Top ten. Top ten, yeah. Top ten um, short-haul airlines that most people like and long-haul airlines. Because um, if looking at this long-haul one here and uh, the short-haul one, we've uh, got one missing from that. Do you know what it is? It's a local one. It's over the North Sea. Um, there you have the blue aircraft. You'll know straight away as soon as I say this. They do fly into Norwich a lot. Um KLM. Oh, K- oh, yeah, KLM's not on the list. Yeah. And um, they uh, do loads of short hauls uh, across uh, around the UK and uh, long haul flights. Um, so I'm very surprised um, because I know the Dutch. They're so uh, nice, uh, such nice people. And uh, they do uh, some lovely uh, flights. So it's uh, just such a shame. But um, we'll, I think we'll uh, do that on a, a, a future episode. We will, yeah. So um, I'll let you carry on now. I'll finish my uh, <laughs> spiel. <laughs> so a uh, couple of bits of news there before we bring this uh, segment to a close then. And this one on Flight Global's site. Uh, the, uh, I hope I pronounced this right. Uh, Ye- Yemen, yeah. Ye- Yemen Airlines um, has taken delivery of their first 7878. Uh, so Yemen Airlines has taken delivery um, of their first 7878 aircraft, making it the third Chinese carrier to receive the type. The uh, carrier plans to use the type on long-haul routes to Europe from North America and Australia. 
says showing in a statement. The carrier has orders for six uh, 787s, and uh, they are excited to receive their first Dreamliner, which is also the first wide-body airplane of uh, all the all-Boeing fleet, says Xinxiang, president of chairman of Zemin Airlines. With the innovative innovative technology and exceptional efficiency, the 787 Dreamline will be key to the future growth and uh, international expansion of the airline. With uh, Zeman 787's uh, entering service, it will be the 19th of the example of the type to become operational in China. The Ascend Fleet directory shows that uh, the other two uh, Chinese operators of the type are China's Southern with 10 aircraft and Hainan Airlines with 8 aircraft. So uh, looks like the, uh, it looks like Boeing have sorted out all their um, yeah, so problems with the Yes, I was going to say that. Um, a lot of the problems... We haven't had any news for a while. No, um, but um, can you actually still... Well, I imagine you can still order the um, Dreamliner 787-8. Oh, yeah, it's still, um, still under production. It's still yeah. under production. Uh, so the 9 version is the most updated uh, version that you can have. Yeah. Um, and then uh, early in the future, we're going to see more uh, versions of this uh, coming out. Yeah. It's, um, it's, a, it's, it's becoming a popular aircraft now with a lot yes. of airlines around that, the world. That uh, picture you just uh, had up there, it didn't, it didn't look that um, bigger aircraft, the Dreamliner. I think they're quite wide, aren't they? Yes, quite uh, wide um, I must admit, I do like the um, the shape of the uh, wings on those. They mm. do... Um, so, um, it's a lovely looking aircraft. Yes, um, like the A380. Yes, yes, which you've been on, Simon. You've been on the three. Yes, and I haven't flown on it yet. No, I've been on it, but I haven't flown. You need to save your pennies, Simon. Yes, uh, save your pennies. Perhaps in the uh, coming years. So last piece of news then on the Flight Global site, Virgin Atlantic uh, are cutting several routes to focus on transatlantic um, parts of their business. So Virgin Atlantic will uh, going to withdraw routes to Cape Town, Mumbai, Tokyo and Vancouver as part of a strengthened emphasis on transatlantic flights but hints that it could resume the ACT services if a new runway is built at London Heathrow's airport. The UK carrier plans to stop flights to Mumbai, Tokyo, Narita on the 31st of January 2015 and says it will not renew seasonal services to Vancouver after October 2014 and to Cape Town as of 26th of April. But the airline says that if Heathrow gains its long haul, uh, long overdue expansion, Virgin Atlantic would love to re-enter Tokyo and Cape Town, Mumbai, and Vancouver. Chief Executive Craig Krieger has previously said he has a third runway option being built at Heathrow as a way of increasing capacity at London's airport. Virgin Atlantic, meanwhile, intends to strengthen its Northern American uh, North American services next year in uh, cooperation with uh, equity partner Delta Airlines. It will take over the U.S. carrier's summer seasonal Heathrow Detroit service and turn it into a year-round operation in an extra daily service from Heathrow to Los Angeles, uh, which will be added in 2015. A fifth weekly frequency between London and San Francisco is to be operated in the summer season and an extra daily service between Heathrow and Miami is also planned but subject to regulatory approval. Following a transfer of operations with Delta, Virgin Atlantic will fly a daily service between Manchester and Atlanta and Delta, one of the UK's uh, carriers existing at Heathrow's Newark services, 
Virgin Atlantic says the changes are part of a new strategy under which it aims to become profitable by the end of 2014 and grow to record levels of sustained profitability by 2018. So Virgin axing uh, some quite well big roots there, really. They're, they're big roots, but um, they're not. Um, their biggest routes are the US. Mm. Uh, I guarantee that. Uh, I've flown uh, many a times to San Francisco, not just with Virgin, but uh, United, um, KLM, Northwest. And um, I must admit, it is um, a popular sort of summer and winter resort, um, for obviously for winter for skiing and um, in certain uh, places. And uh, for summer, uh, all over the um, American uh, state, so um, it is, um, as I said, what actually happens, the code share allows Virgin with Delta um, to swap their code shares around. So when it, that aircraft, uh, I've said this before, when the aircraft um, takes off from Heathrow, that Virgin Atlantic plane, it'll most probably have the Delta code share on it for um, the takeoff, although it's a Virgin Atlantic uh, flight. And then when it gets to America, it will then change around and the Delta aircraft will then have the Virgin Atlantic call sign. This is done. Uh, one of the reasons this is done is they can share their sort of landing and takeoffs. And uh, that's how they get around. It, and that is why they code share. So it is um, a very good idea. And um, uh, America is popular, as I said. So to have more and more flights going into the US, because the aircraft are quite full. Normally, uh, most of the uh, times that I've flown out there sort of, uh, in January, February, March, April, and May times. Um, so, uh, but even in the summer, um, they're quite busy um, with all the uh, school holidays uh, going on and um, people visiting uh, relatives and friends. So, it is um, it is uh, one of the most popular places um, to travel. It is difficult to get over there now and uh, stay. So, um, but you can just have a holiday over there. So, um, there's one of my favourite places in the world. Uh, Singapore being the first. I'm yet to fly. I want to fly a Virgin. I've never flown you with Virgin. I've been, on, I've been on one of their aircraft, but I've never uh, actually flown yes. with Virgin before. Yeah, they were um, they were one of the first ones when you watch the movie to um, have the ice cream uh, um, to get, uh, <laughs> bring the ice creams round. You normally get a, yeah. uh, an ice cream brought round uh, when you're watching the movies, uh, so you feel as though you're in a cinema, which is such a good feeling. And sometimes you get two to three ice creams if you're really, really lucky, which I've had a couple of times. Yum, 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 yum. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, it's always good. Right, so we're going to bring the news segment to a close then, and uh, we're going to come back to you after this. Aviation media has long been the domain of the newspapers and magazines. Well, not anymore. I'm Steve Fisher. And I'm Grant McCarran, and we're bringing aviation right into your radio. Yes, we're making aviation cool and interesting for everyone. Hang on, aviation's always been cool. Check this out. How cool is this? Grant, Grant, turn that down. Here at Plane Crazy Down Under, we've got pilots, engineers, air traffic controllers, industry leaders, even politicians dropping by to talk to us about the amazing world of aviation right here in Australia and occasionally in New Zealand as well. Wow, that's cooler than I thought, mate. Find us at planecrazydownunder.com, on iTunes, or lurking about on other people's podcasts just like this one. We've got crazy accents and lots of great aviation content. And we promise not to talk about the cricket. No, never. Not the cricket. Quack, 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 quack. <laughs> 
What is cricket anyhow? Something we win a lot. Oh, there we oh. go. <laughs> Don't forget, you too can contact the show and leave your messages for Simon and Carlos. Contact them via their website at www.plaintalkinguk.com or email them at plaintalkinguk at hotmail.com. Send them your messages. They really want to hear from you. Yes, we do want to hear from you, so send us send us a message. Send something in, Simon, to, uh, to uh, make us smile. So then we're uh, going to move on to the next part of the show then, and uh, we're gonna, we've got a few bits of uh, military uh, news for, uh, for you from Simon. So uh, if you're ready, Simon. Yep, let's go. Let's go. So with this military aviation segment, I'm going to hand you over to Simon. Thanks very much, Carlos. Um, yeah, we've got a lot of um, information about the uh, V-22 Osprey uh, in this episode. Um, and I can't believe, uh, Carlos, this is happening already because you were quite shocked at this. Um, yeah, that's a v- bit of a in- strange piece of news, really. Yeah, the V-22 engines are being upgraded already. Um, but it's um, all variants of this. is a bell. Um, and I just... Cannot believe that this is actually happening. A request for information, RFI, released on the 26th of August, seeks information from the industry on alternative power plant solutions capable of powering, power, powering all MVCV-22, all models, Osprey, as well as foreign military aircraft sales uh, um, in a safe, reliable, cost-effective and substantial sustainable uh, manner. I can't get my words out today. That's uh, that fruit juice you've been drinking. Yeah, which demonstrate a best value for the government. Uh, the Air Systems Command uh, is leading the effort to identify potential replacements for the Rolls-Royce AE-110-7C uh, uh, um, engines that power the B-22 operated by the Marine uh, Corps and US Air Force, according to the solicitization. Um, so I'm just a bit miffed by this. Um, that those aircraft aren't that sort of old, and they're um... the Osprey first came uh, introduced into service in 2007. Simon, really? Mm. So that's not really that old, is it? Not at all, no. But uh, they must have uh, the engines that power them have to be really, really, really <coughs> good. Yeah. Um, I think engines that uh, power that because uh, the the tilt rotors are huge. They are, the and um, as um, many people may not be aware or aware um it's uh, such a lovely sight to see in the uh, air um the aircraft looks like a bit like a scorpion when it's flying with its tilted uh, rotors and they are humongous uh, rotors um, i've seen them at fairford um and i've also seen them flying around here because um, they're based out of uh, ref mildenhall which is the uh, u.s uh, air force base um but uh those um rotors on the top of those aircraft and if you go on youtube you can uh, see the ospreys they are a humongous um, uh, engines to make this uh, aircraft fly, and uh, there must be uh, quite a lot of power needed for this aircraft um, um, because it is quite um, uh, a strange-looking uh, aircraft, a beast. I don't know whether to call it a helicopter or an uh, aircraft because it can be both, can't it? It's a sort of multifunctional, really. It can, yes. it can fly <clears throat> or hover. Yeah. Um, so um, 
There's uh, not many aircraft can do that. There's only the sort of power which is retired in this country. And um, you've got the new uh, sort of uh, Lockheed uh, Martin aircraft. Um, but that is about it. So um, it is... It is um, quite strange that this aircraft is being sort of uh, upgraded uh, with uh, new engines. Yeah, each engine producing nearly 10,000 <coughs> horsepower. Uh, the engines on the uh, the AE-1107C uh, engines. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, producing close to 10,000 horsepower each. So uh, quite quite um, quite a lot of power there with each uh, with each actual engine. Yes. Yeah. So. Uh, it's quite that's sort of strange. Right, the next piece of news is uh, Boeing of Eyes and Poland as its first KC forty six A export buyer. Um, <clears throat> a lot of um, sort of aircraft being used now, and uh, the Boeing is uh, hopes that Poland will become the first export customer for the KC forty six A Pegasus tanker is development for the U uh, for the U.S. Air Force. Warsaw has issued a request for repose proposals seeking as a um, many as four tankers to help meet refueling requirements as part of the NATO uh, alliance uh, with a decision decision expected by the end of the um, year end. Um, although the Eastern European nation is also a member of the European Defence Agency, which is a separate requirement for eight tankers, Poland is keen to ensure that the Air Force is not constrained by uh, any decision taken by the EDA. If you are a go-to-war kind of air force, uh, you are going to need uh, combat-capable tankers, um, says James uh, Eisenhart, uh, Director of Business Development the U.S. Air Force uh, Battle Management and Mobility Programs for Boeing. Look at the new normal uh, with the Ukraine and so on. This appears to be uh, more instability in the world than there was five years ago, uh, said Eisenhart of uh, Poland, uh, international delivery slots for the uh, 767 uh, Divide, the KC-46A, are available from 2018, says Eisenhart. And uh, when we deliver those aircraft, um, (coughs) uh, (coughs) oh, you lost my piece now. (laughs) When we deliver those aircraft, um, can't even find it now, because you've... uh, there we go. Moved it about. That's me, me moving the page while uh, Simon trying to read it here. Um, uh, uh, where are we here? Here we go. Here we go. If you if you go from uh, there, Simon. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, start again. He he points out the wide capability of the uh, Boeing developed boom system, uh, which is suitable for the sixty four different levers used on the aircraft, operated by NATO members, plus the critical mass provided by the U.S. Air Force planned fleet of 179 tankers as their selling points. Boeing faces competition in Poland from Airbus uh, Defence and Space A330 MRRT Israeli aerospace industries, which is pitching a converted 767. Before initial uh, aircraft designed, the 767-2C are being developed by Boeing uh, for the KCX programme. First flights anticipated by the end of the third quarter, which KC-46A will make its maiden sortie in the first quarter of 2015. So lots of uh, variants of uh, and competition here for these um, refueling tankers. So just reading up on the KC-46 Pegasus, Simon, that's uh, is obviously manufactured by Boeing. And uh, as Simon said, it's due to be introduced into service in 2018. And it is still under development, but they it's based on the 767, the Boeing 767. Now, we have seen that um, Riat, uh, 
if you can remember. But the this particular one, the Pegasus, is a is a totally new uh, uh, conversion yes. aircraft. Yes. Um, being uh, obviously produced and, and designed by uh, by Boeing with the United States Air Force. Yes. Yeah. Right, the next piece of news, Pratt & Whitney sues supplier of the titanium used um, in F-35 engines. Um, the sole manufacturer of the engines for Lockheed F-35 uh, Lightning II discovered in May 2013 that it had used a sub substandard titanium alloy that might have uh, legally been purchased from Russia. Uh, Pratt & Whitney uh, halted delivery of the F-135 engines that contained the suspect titanium and has subsequently sued the supplier, AMP uh, Alloys of West Brid Bridgewater, Massachusetts. So titanium is popular in aircraft and manufacturing for the strength and lightweightness. Uh, in May 2013, P&W, uh, which is Pratt & Whitney, uh, learned a majority of an order of 900 pieces of the metal was originally melted in Russia, according to the lawsuit filed on the 29th of August in the U.S. District Court, Massachusetts. So that's quite um, scary. Um, so <laughs> I'm uh, quite concerned about this because they've they've gotten substandard uh, metal uh, titanium from Russia, uh, which could uh, be any composite. Uh, uh, and uh, not be uh, and to a standard uh, which is for the aircraft so i would imagine this has cost them a lot of money and uh, they're suing the um, suppliers um, because i wouldn't trust uh, trust um, the supplier um, to get this from russia would you no no i'm just um Look at there, Simon, what it says... Uh, Russia about... is the world's largest produ uh, titanium producer, but the US law prohibits the Defence Department from purchasing metal from foreign sources, including Russia. Um, the law alleges that AMP um, knew or should have known the accurate information about this source of titanium is critical, but misrepresented uh, the metal's origin uh, to Pratt & Whitney. So... Um, that using that on the uh, thing there that's quite scary isn't well, the it? titanium is obviously used in in really critical parts of uh, of uh, the aircraft you know including obviously the engines <coughs> yes and the fan blades and stuff yes so. so that has got to be to the highest standard possible um but uh obviously there are prohibitations on where they can uh, get it from so Right, the uh, next piece of news is the RAF um, delivers military support to Iraq. Uh, last night, the RAF delivered 11 tonnes of equipment directly to uh, Erbil and two C-130 Hercules aircraft. This consists of 7.62mm uh, ammunition provided by um, other nations and body armour helmets and sleeping bags provided by the UK. RAF uh, C-17 have also uh, transported a range of uh, non-linked support uh, to be gifted... Uh, by the UK to Iraq uh, to RAF uh, Aquateria in Cyprus, which is transported the, 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 on the Kurdish forces. So um, the RAF continued to deliver badly needed equipment to supplies to the region. Uh, the equipment will assist um, the Peshmerga uh, forces battling insurgents in northern Iraq and will continue to support the Iraqis in the fight against uh, barbaric uh, Isil uh, terrorists. So. Um, they're quite busy out there at the moment. The UK so far confirmed, uh, committed uh, 23 million uh, in new assistance uh, response to the crisis in Iraq, and the RAF has made uh, several successful airdrops of the um, of UK aid over the Mount Sinjar, including water containers, solar lamps, and shelter kits, in addition 
to this, the Department of International Development has uh, made six humanitarian uh, aid flights uh, directly uh, to Erbil. So uh, they are keeping uh, busy with their uh, supplies to Iraq. Northern Iraq. Yeah, it's good, and they're using uh, using one of our best aircraft to uh, to do the job. Yes, something that's made to do the job. <coughs> yes, the yeah. C uh, the C one thirty. Yes, still a very popular aircraft. Yes, Simon, really, really good aircraft. Yes, it is. So, uh, Simon, uh, you've got uh, you've got a bit of uh, of air show news. Uh, Simon's just going to give you uh, a couple of uh, dates to put uh, in uh, in your folder for. Uh, We're drawn to a close fairly quickly uh, on the air show season, and we're, we're, <laughs> we're now into September now. We're just coming yes, into September. Yes, we are. So. And there's still a few big ones uh, going on uh, as we speak. Um, there's also a cancelled one as well, Simon. You've got uh, there's a, an air show which has been cancelled. Yeah, so yeah, well, we did uh, talk about this uh, in previous podcasts. Um, the September uh, South End Air Show, which used to be sort of uh, around May time uh, every year, um, has been uh, cancelled uh, um, uh, due to lack of uh, funds. Um, but uh, we did have the Clacton Air Show um, in the last few weeks, so uh, that's pretty, uh, pretty aw- awesome. Um, if you're at that, uh, which I believe uh, was quite spectacular. Um, what have we got then? Uh, we've got the sixth and seventh. We've got the Scottish Air, Air Show at Prestwick. I did uh, say about these last. I'll give you the. Uh, uh, what about, what about uh, the air shows? You covered the ones at the beginning of September. Yes. Uh, what have we got sort of towards the end of September, Simon, air show wise? Um, well, what what I'm going to do, I'm going to tell you about um, the air show you're going to. You've got the uh, Seething air show. I have, yeah. I'll be at Seething show, uh, which is uh, not far away. Not far away from where I live here uh, this Sunday. This yes. coming Sunday. And then the following week, you've got Duxford. You've got the Vulcan there on the Sunday, and you've got the Red Arrows there. Only on the Sunday. Uh, You've got the Vulcan there on the Saturday. Yeah. Uh, let me get that right. The Vulcan is there only on the Saturday, not the Sunday. And then the Reds are there only on the Sunday. Yeah. Um, so uh, I got my tickets this week, actually. I yes. got my tickets uh, through the post from uh, the Imperial War Museum at Duxford. Lovely, nice, uh, shiny uh, tickets uh, through the post, which I purchased uh, before the beginning of September. Yes, and you uh, get to get discount. the discount. Yeah, because yeah. um, I love that uh, place. It's starting to get quite expensive uh, air show to go to I, I am a friend of Duxford uh, so um, it is um, always an enjoyable day out there and it's always nice uh, hands on stuff there because you can uh, see aircraft being rebuilt uh, to flying condition in uh, the hang most days and um, I'm sure I'll uh, send you a message or two that day so yes I'm sure you will I'm <laughs> sure you will um, so look out for me there. I'll be at uh, Duxford on the 14th he will of have, September. He will have his plane talking UK uh, t-shirt on, yep. so uh, that'll be uh, good. Um, we've got the Shut- Shuttleworth Classic Evening Air Show um, and the Southport. Uh, I think this will be one of the last ones where you're going to see the Reds in this country. Um, that's on the 20th and 21st of um, September. I may go to that one. Um, as I said, it's going to be one of the last times to see the Reds with their unique 50th anniversary um, display uh, logo. I'm hoping they're going to just take the 50th off and leave that lovely Union Jack uh, tail on there. Yeah, there's been uh, a lot of discussion <coughs> online about what the, the Reds are going to do with the, uh, the new tail logos. Yes, so um, I'm hoping uh, that that is uh, going to uh, remain. Uh, I'm obviously taking the 50th off, as I said, um, so it will be uh, good. Uh, to have that because um, it's, it's just a fabulous fabulous um, tail design 
for that. Um, so there is still quite a lot of air shows, as I said. Um, you do get the Duxford one in uh, October as well, um, which I love. That's one of my favourites uh, for the last one of the season. And then we have to go in a shutdown mode for the air show season. Although David Harris, um, we are going to get him up here for a few days. And we're going to take him to Flixton. And, uh, Hopefully we get him here. Yeah. Yes, we will. And then uh, we'll get him up to uh, the aviation uh, museum again at Norwich Airport. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, also, we were said we were going to talk about the uh, fly past, um, which is tomorrow. Do you have that uh, up online? Because I had it on Facebook with all the aircraft that are going to fly over the NATO summit in Wales um, tomorrow. No, I haven't got that. No, on, I'm sure um, I did have that on my um, Facebook page. Um, so while Simon's finding that. Um just going to uh, briefly chat as well about our, our in-focus aircraft of the week um, as chosen by uh, our Facebook listeners and via email. We've uh, had a couple of emails from uh, some listeners um, about the in-focus aircraft segment we run and the um, as a few uh, of the listeners um, have said that uh, they're not on Facebook um, which is fair enough. A lot of people aren't on Facebook. Not everyone's on Facebook. No. Um, and uh, they're just uh, wondering if we could possibly, on the show, um, tell or us uh, tell you what the aircraft are to choose from, so you can then uh, um, obviously let us know via email via our website. So uh, we're going to hold off on um, giving the uh, or giving the in focus aircraft of the week segment uh, out this week. Uh, they're quite some iconic aircraft. We did choose. We've had uh, a few. Um, um, comments uh, via uh, via facebook as for favorite aircraft uh, quick thanks to uh, wayne bover as always uh, matt smith neil mccarthy and uh, and lynn as well lynn Woolthorton has been on there as well and uh, she's voted for her air favorite aircraft um, so for those of you who are not on facebook and who do wish to uh, to vote you can vote via email like i said if you go to uh, www.planetalking.com uk.com plain spelt p-l-a-n-e you can uh, click on the contact us tab and just drop us a line as to what your favorite aircraft is so the four aircraft that we chose for the segment uh, which will run next week um, in number one uh, was the hawker hunter mark 58 alpha and this one's a special one it's uh, golf papa sierra sierra tango and that's misdemeanor which uh, Simon uh, has seen many times, Misdemeanor, the Hawker Hunter. You've seen that as well, haven't you? Have uh, so that's uh, that's <coughs> the first one to choose from. The second one to choose from is the B seventeen Flying Fortress, and that's registration Golf Bravo Echo Delta Foxtrot, and that's the Sally B. That's the one that's based at Duxford. Uh, the next one to choose from is the Avro Vulcan. Uh, that's registration uh, X-Ray Hotel 558. That's the spirit of Great Britain, which I think a lot of us have seen. That's the Vulcan. And the fourth one to choose from is the Avro Lancaster. And uh, registration Papa Alpha 474. And that Lancaster is uh, from the Battle of Britain Memorial Flight, the BBMF. They're all good aircraft. They're, They're all, all. They are all fantastic aircraft. But as we uh, as we always do in this moment, we want you to choose your favourite and uh, let us know via Facebook or via email what your favourite is, and we'll put the votes together and feature that aircraft in our next episode.
So Simon, how are we getting on with the uh, firepower system? Um, I had it loaded up, um, but I was just uh, rebooting and reloading here. Um, it's a NATO uh, summit, and it's at the uh, Celtic uh, Manor Hotel tomorrow. Uh, this uh, mass fly past. The Reds are included in that, and um, would you believe it? Um, is actually uh, not uh, loading up now, which is so annoying. Uh, I had it here a second ago. Um, just trying to see if I can re get it up on my uh, page. I'm quickly seeing if I can get it here on there. Uh, oh, here we go. Let's have a look here. So the Narrows are going to be joined by aircraft from across the NATO alliance for the flypast over the summit at the Celtic Manor Resort on Friday the 5th of September at 9am. Uh, local residents in Cardiff should head to Cardiff Bay at around 8.30am for the best view of the planes. In Newport, people should re- uh, be ready to watch the displays at 8.45am as it passes south of the city over Spitty, uh, uh, Spy- Spitty Park, Beechwood Park and Lisbury. Um, I'm just reading through here. I'm just trying to find the... Uh, here we go. It will be led by an RAF tycoon. A tycoon. 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 I've done that before. <laughs> really? It will be led by an RAF typhoon flanked by two Polish MiG-29s and finished off by the Red Arrows RAF aerobatic display team which will be then followed um, after by the Voyager, uh, which is one of the RAF's new aircraft. Yes, the that AK-30 is uh, the Reds are uh, actually behind uh, the uh, Voyager. Other jets included <coughs> will be the Eurofighter, uh, obviously, and some F-16 Falcons, and um, that's all going to be flying over there uh, as part of the NATO Nations it, Alliance. It, the uh, formation is a little bit different uh, to the Queen's flight, Um but having said that, it does actually show you, um, it looks quite similar. Um, the Reds obviously being at the back and uh, all these uh, fabulous aircraft flying in formation. So you've got a lot of typhoons from all the NATO countries. Um, you've got the MiGs, the F-16s, you've got some from uh, America and everything. So it's quite a noisy selection of aircraft. And it's good to always have the Reds um, at the back uh, to finish it off, um, which uh, will be a spectacular fly past. And keep them um, stay tuned because um, we will get some pictures up uh, once they become available, and uh, we'll post them up on our uh, website, um, which is plaintalkinguk.com. And uh, also, the other bit of news I'm going to quickly talk about as we was the um, Air Force One and Air Force Two, and all the other aircraft that are here. Um, so, uh, because of the summit, um, you've got all the world leaders, um, in the UK and, um, last night Force One did actually fly into, uh, RAF Fairford. I did think it was RAF, uh, Bry's, but it's, uh, flown into Fairford, um, along with the, uh, uh, that is a 747-200 Air Force One have. They have two of those. Um, it is quite a secretive, um. Uh, aircraft and is mo- the most serviced aircraft in the world because um, it carries uh, all the US presidential um, uh, sort of people and uh, the current uh, president um, over many years and um, as I said uh, the aircraft has got quite a lot of um, secret technology on it uh, to protect it against sort of um, terrorist attacks and um, any other sort of uh, things um, so there are pictures which I've actually put up already, um, and uh, as I said, it's the old 747-200. It hasn't got the winglets on, but there is the 
uh, Vice President's uh, aircraft as well, uh, which is uh, flown in, uh, which is 757 um, 200, uh, Carlos, if I'm correct. And uh, there's another name for that, isn't it? It's a yeah. C2. Um, as we said at the beginning of the show, that's a C22. Yes. That one. Right. Okay, so um, those aircraft are in, the, obviously, uh, the US President's uh, official uh, colours, which are the blue at the top uh, with the um, American flag and uh, the white underneath. Um, they stand out quite a lot. And then there are uh, Special Osprey as well, uh, which is over here, and uh, the other uh, helicopters. Now, the other helicopters, are they uh, Sukhsky? They are, yeah. They're, I think they're the Stallions, some ones. Yeah, um, they're quite a beast, and we'll put some... Uh, video footage of those as well um so uh all the uh, class as marine one yeah um so all the uh, montage of uh air for air force one are over here where In they the uk wow. yes <laughs> so uh we're, we're at the wrong end of the country so we are we are um whether that be the um the sort of uh, the military vehicles and all the bulletproof vehicles that um carry him about or whether uh, the air force one or Air Force Two or the um, military helicopters uh, that are also used to transit him from one place to another. So um, there is quite tight security if anybody is intending uh, to go around uh, sort of anywhere, um, watch these uh, aircraft flying about. So uh, just there's been, be some, there's been some great pictures. If you look on our Facebook site, there's been some good pictures put up on there. Yes, of, yeah, I've, uh, uh, the I've put some up. and uh, But just be wary. Um, the security will be very, very tight um, due to all the... Um, leaders uh, in the area and everything so just uh, be very careful of that and uh, it's uh, good to have uh, Air Force One here now uh, I don't think it does um, show up on the uh, no it doesn't doesn't show up which is radar. a shame <laughs> which is a shame <laughs> but um, security issue there I think so. yes uh, but um, I've just uh, got the plane finder app uh, which I'm uh, well happy and we did see the uh, Voyager pop up this morning he was heading out over the uh, English Channel He's gone out over Europe somewhere, and he's doing some refueling uh, work. Um, he's took off from RAF Fairford um, in Gloucestershire in the Cotswolds. Um, so, um, plane finder. Um, I'm loving this app. Um, I find it uh, better than Flight Radar 24 um, because um, you, you get a slight bit more of a uh, slight bit more of in- information with uh, Plane Finder, the app Plane Finder. Flight Flight Radar 24 is is a brilliant it, app as well. Yeah, it is. Uh, um, plane don't Finder get me wrong. just has that little bit extra information. Um, to to find about aircraft uh, flying above your head. Yes, which is good. Right, Simon. The clouds have the, gathered. The, clouds the sun gathered. has gone. The sun, yeah, the sun has definitely gone in. Um, so we're going to bring episode thirty to a close. Yes, it's been fun, Simon. It as has. Always. As, yes, you took the words out of my mouth. You, we are a lot. We're we're very alike. I've got I've got to go to work in. Two hours. <laughs> I start work in two hours' time. And uh, I've got to go and get some new rubber for my Mini. Ah, right. You've got to get some new tyres. Uh, new shoes. For the, for the for Mini. The, for yeah. New shoes for the Mini. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Yeah, so um, busy afternoon in store. Um, thanks for everybody um, who uh, does send us comments, and uh, uh, we appreciate everything you uh, send us, as always. And um, we always look forward to your comments on anything negative, positive, of uh, anything to do with their aircraft station, uh, military, civil, you name it, uh, we talk about it on aircraft. Don't forget you can uh, you can contact the show, as we said, via our website, all the W's, uh, dot com. Go on the website, you'll see uh, lovely pictures of me and Simon uh, on the Meet the Team uh, tab, if you t- click on that tab. 
And uh, like we said, if you want to contact the show, you can uh, click on the Contact the Show tab and send us a message via there. Uh, don't forget, we're also on Facebook. Search for us on Facebook, Plain Talking UK. And we're on Twitter as well, aren't we, Simon? Uh, yes. And uh, we're on Twitter. And, uh, yep, look for us on there. So that's it then. That's all we're going to bring uh, episode 30 to a close then. Yeah. Me and Simon will be back next week. week. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, I'm going to um, drag Simon out again because uh, he's, he's a hard man to get hold of, I tell you. <laughs> and uh, we're going to bring episode 31 to you. So don't forget to send your comments in your InFocus Aircraft uh, votes as well. Don't forget about those. So you can email us or um, leave us uh, your vote via Facebook. Yes. Um, so... Um I'm going to uh, wind up and sa- have a, an enjoyable uh, weekend of yes. uh, plane spotting. We've got lots of unusual aircraft. Um, as I said, we've got Air Force One and all the uh, montage of uh, helicopters and things that go with that. Um, we've got the special fly past in Wales tomorrow at uh, Celtic Manor Park. So enjoy that too. Um, and let us know uh, with your pictures um, and feedback of uh, how it went. And because uh, obviously uh, we're over the other side of the country, I can't get that because I'm working. Carlos is working. So uh, any other information you do have about anything we haven't covered, uh, please uh, let us know. Um, we're always uh, we're always excited of uh, new information, new news. And don't forget uh, if you're at the Seething Air Show this Sunday, uh, look out for me. I'll be there uh, with the base camp set up at the flight line. Me and my wife will be there with uh, cool box cameras and uh, <laughs> hopefully may get some uh, interviews at the uh, air show this weekend at Seeding. But it's uh, it's a smaller uh, air show, but it's still a fantastic uh, day out. Um, if you go on the uh, our uh, website, you can get links to uh, to look at the air show uh, and find out where they are. So, Simon, that's it then. We'll bring episode 30 to a close. So, uh, from, uh, from me, Carlos, it's a... Rather cloudy, but uh, still ever so happy aviation fide. Uh, goodbye from me. Yes, and it's a big aviation uh, air show uh, and uh, plane spot and goodbye from me as well. Goodbye. Bye.